0: We are live at the Studio Kitchen Colorado for the Modern Eater show. We've got a great show tonight. This is kind of our pre-show show so so that you know and you know because we used to cut the, the radio show starts at 6 after. We're giving you guys a little behind the the curtain look at what's coming up. And let me tell you, we've got a great lineup tonight. And lineup, this is a very unsavory group. I got to tell you right <laughs> off the bat. And who should we start with first? Debbie Ortega, correct?
1: You got it. Yes,
0: and, and uh, Debbie, oh, tell us, uh, like they don't know,
1: what do you do? I am an at-large member on the Denver City Council.
0: She is awesome, a legend, and I'm going to find out later, a pretty wicked salsa maker, is that correct? That is correct. She brought some, and she wa- She asked me to share, but I might be selfish, because I kind of know a guy with chips so I may keep it for myself. I don't know. We'll find out. Welcome to the show. We're going to have, we're going to have some great conversations and, and Debbie's up deck. She's on first. So she's the opener tonight. Thank you. Get ready. <laughs> Second, Zach Kreider Hello. from Colorado Mills. Hey buddy. Thanks for coming. Yep. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, don't we?
2: Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to be talking about animals tonight, probably more than oil. So goats, <laughs> Uh, we got a fun little project, a little sneak peek tonight.
0: Well, Cheeto's been referred to as an animal, too, so (laughs) that that could be something there. Always a great guest, great products. And then I'm going to call Cheeto the man of the hour. This is the guy. um, uh, So what are you doing these days, Cheeto? I'm working. Yeah, yeah. Where are you working at now? He's got kind of a big restaurant, maybe the biggest one in Denver. In Denver, yes. Yeah, biggest uh, where, kitchen in Denver. Yeah,
3: where is that at? Executive sous chef at Pepsi Center.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a big gig.
3: It's so in the Avalanche and everything
0: <clears throat> else. And I'm, I'm hearing as I'm talking to people out there, they're like, yeah, the food has changed. It's gotten better.
3: We've heard about the, about that stuff too. So hopefully it's true.
0: Oh, I I know it is. With your experience all over, well, really all over the world, yep. how could it not be?
3: And we're trying to bring everything—a little piece from all my travels.
0: I know, and you know what else? Cheeto's been instrumental in in landing local brands into the Pepsi exactly. Center.
3: Exactly. Yes, that's one thing we're trying to strive here in Colorado. And thanks to Greg and Brian and all of you guys here at the Modern Eater, that's I got that from you guys.
0: Yeah, it, it, we're we're gonna have some we're gonna have some fun behind the grill with Cheeto too. Oh, yeah. Then. We've got Rebecca. Hi, Rich. From 4th. 4th.
4: Hot schedules powered by 4th. That's yes. correct.
0: Our newest sponsor. She'll probably be on the table yakking, telling us all about what they do.
4: Yeah, so we do compliance with HR, payroll, PEO services to make sure that restaurants and hospitality are taken care of. We've got you covered with taxes.
0: Oh, this is going to be an, a oh, great set. segment. It'll mm-hmm. be a great segment. We'll be seeing you. We'll be seeing you real soon. And then I've got Cindy, who was invisible to me up until about 45 minutes ago. I was <laughs> trying to find her on the interwebs, and I couldn't find her anywhere.
5: Hard to find.
0: So, yeah, I guess being a private investigator is not in my future. <laughs> I better stay to that tortilla gig. Here we are. And so you're
5: from where? Deviation Distilling.
0: Awesome, thank you for coming. And this is
5: Dave. I'm uh, David
0: David. Now see I did find Dave on the internet. He Dave, you are there.
6: I'm I'm easier to find.
0: This is going to be a fun segment. Awesome,
6: we're looking forward to it, and thanks for
7: having us.
0: That's awesome. Now we've got a couple guys. I don't know if they're going to be on the table, so uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get their hopes up, or or or. or it, uh, awesome. <laughs> that's right. Now we'll, we'll get them over here in the corner. Well, hey, that's so. That's what we're leading up to on tonight's show. Uh, we've got a great show, very timely. Um, we're going to bring the best and brightest that we've got here to you. So if you're if you're wanting to learn more about, well, we've got subjects from minimum wage, to the census, to how to do local, to uh, goat feeding, how to take care of your business, uh, your, your uh, all kinds of financial things. And then if that isn't enough, if, you, if you're not good with your finances and you need to have a cocktail, uh, you know, yeah, t- try to blunt the things, you can run over here and, and do that. So we're going to be uh, winding it up here pretty soon. Jay, well, where are we at on time? Oh, uh, you got about two minutes. Oh, i got two minutes to tap dance. Okay, well then, let's talk about this. I'm going to set the card down. We, uh, I want to I touch base again about what we do here, why we do this. Um, we felt that the stories of our industry, the hospitality, the lodging industry, had to be told. And where we're focusing, really, is kind of from the hot window, where the chef puts the plate up, from the hot window to the farm. And so that's what we're trying to do is bring those stories, those compelling stories. Uh, and, and that way people can come here. You can hear it from them in their words. We don't add or splice or anything. You're seeing this live. And sometimes, believe me, it's ugly. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to make it work. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we're also heading into obviously the, the end of the year, another turn of the calendar, so to speak. We've got a lot of people wondering, what does that mean? Maybe I want a different uh, position. I want a little change of of lanes or something like that those are some of the other things that we're going to be talking about this show and through the end of the year so uh you know buckle in settle down enjoy this you've got about two hours coming up on deck it's a compelling two hours the other thing that you'll see is if you keep watching cumulatively little by little you may just be the smartest guy in your restaurant in your kitchen maybe in the industry that's what we're trying to do is be educational And and let people tell their story. So uh, buckle up. We're going to be coming at you live here. And about how many more seconds we got? Uh,
8: Just
0: uh, about ten seconds. Ten seconds. I'm going to have here. I want to take ten seconds. Hold on. I want. I'm going to have you come. This is probably the most important guy in the room right here, Jay. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be hearing or seeing any of this. We'll be back.
8: Immoral and wrong.
9: This is the modern eater show.
10: Piping hot and delicious. The modern eater. Food, 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 food. Come and
9: get
11: it. When you get now a chance hosts, turned up on
9: back, Jay Parker and Brian Freeman.
11: Okay, you better believe it. Here it is. Brand new edition Saturday of the night uh, in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, modern Eater Show live and ready to go. Uh, iHeartRadio is our local affiliate. Thank you for tuning in. We're from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. And the Modern Eater Show continues. This is a great night in the Mile High City. Uh, We've got a great lineup for you tonight. Obviously, Brian Freeman here with myself, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Kenyon George, Dave Ravery off tonight. Little Rich Snyder, you have you follow Little Rich? Yeah, how do you follow the man? You don't, but Full Value, the show is streaming. You can check it out if you uh, so wish, but a lot of action going on. Go to themoderneater.com, and you can watch all the action. In the meantime, in between time, their chef's going to be on the show tonight, Distillers brewers a lot of small businesses That was what we love brian last well
9: last there's, week there's uh, last saturday so what was it small business small saturday. business saturday it yeah. should be every saturday well it should be every day Quite honestly, you should be supporting your local small business every single day. I agree. Just like I support local small farms. It means so much. Denver,
11: Colorado, I'm a native boy. 47 years. I grew up in Cherry Creek. It wasn't Cherry Creek when I grew up. And
9: you're older than that.
11: World War. No, I'm not. <laughs> 47. That's it. Uh, let's start the show right now. Uh, without further ado, she's a councilwoman at large. Her name's Debbie Ortega. We know her so well. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank welcome.
1: you. Thank Good you. to see Good you again. Here.
11: Happy holidays. Same to you. Man, it's, there's so much to catch up on. Denver is really um, between are we plowing the city streets well or at minimum wage? You know, so many things are going on. Um, census is one of those things, Debbie. Can we, before we jump into census, minimum wage, uh, the things that affect the city, Let's talk about you for a minute. There's so many folks, and just like the Modern Eater Show, welcome. If if this is your first time, thank you so much. We get so many folks that are new to the city.
1: Tell them about yourself. Um, So I'm not a native, but I've been here since I was 13, born and raised in New Mexico. Um, Went to Denver Public Schools. Uh I have a daughter and and grandkids who also went through Denver Public Schools. I've got three grandkids right now serving in the military. Two are in the Navy and one is in the Air Force.
11: Right. EPS, which school did you go to? West. West.
1: But I represented the district that had both west and north. I so I was Manuel High School. <laughs> Manuel High okay. School here, East cool. Manuel.
11: This is a, the beginning of when they started bussing kids. Oh, right. Around. Yeah. I was 6th in
9: Jackson. Okay. That's where we went. Way different world, manual isn't it, Wilds? Yeah. yeah. You, you could live right next to South High School and get bussed over to East. Yeah, absolutely. It was a different time um and
1: they're doing some of that now oh really yeah with creating so many charter schools your neighborhood schools are no longer your neighborhood school in some neighborhoods
9: and, and what's the real reason behind that diversity I, right i mean is that what it is anymore though really is it diversity i mean i think we're, we're pretty diverse as as a culture already I think it's
1: privatizing our public schools mm. that's what i think it is interesting, interesting.
9: <laughs> yeah a, a conversation and, and, i
11: didn't expect but good <laughs> perspective
1: and a lot of it is, you know, put money into corporations that are running those, basically.
11: Too much. Yeah. Interesting. Too much. <laughs> Debbie, uh, census. So it seems like an easy thing, right? Um, I always, I, I'd like for people just to, they go, okay, census. What, it, What is that? What does it mean to us, Debbie?
1: So I want to tie it back to Please. the hospitality industry. Okay.
11: How are you going to do that?
1: So the census is a headcount that's done every 10 years. And the data from that census is what is used to then determine how much money comes back to our communities in federal dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's money for education, daycare, health care, transportation.
11: And we're talking billions of dollars. Yes. Like 13, 13 billion a year.
1: That comes back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, and we want more. So that right? counts. And when yep. you look at the fact that we have grown so much with so many new people mm-hmm. coming here, we want to make sure that everybody counts. So how do you do that? Including our hard-to-count communities. Yeah. That's our immigrant and refugee community. I
9: like I like to hear you say that. Well, too. there's a big thing about that because there's a lot of, you know, this, Greg, is something that touches me quite a bit because I'm in the ag community. And in the ag community, you've got a lot of immigrant workers. Yep. And a lot of immigrant workers are afraid. And the sad thing is, is we need them to be counted, not because they should be afraid, but because we need more federal support to help them. And if we have their, if we know that they're there. Yeah. So here's what's
1: really key to this count, is that all the information that's collected is confidential. Yes. Mm -hmm. And all of the census workers who are involved in this process take an oath for life that they will never divulge any of that information. The aggregate data is all that gets shared with the agencies. Even the president can't go to one address and say, I want to know who's in that household. Uh-huh. It's protected by the U.S. Constitution.
9: I love you for that. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's, it's important okay. because yeah. people get people are afraid. Yeah. And, and, and we, we're living in a fearful culture these days. Yeah. And we should sure. take that away because the reality is is... You count everywhere.
1: And we want families to know that these are the dollars that come to us that help pay for education and pay for the roads that everybody drives on and the various services that are available to our entire community. The other piece, that, if I could just add, is that if we get a complete count, Colorado is primed to have an additional congressional seat. And the data that gets collected is used to do the whole re-precincting and redistricting mm-hmm. of congressional state local government mm-hmm. um, boundaries for the next election cycles.
11: So as you can see that's a big deal politically. Yeah, uh, yeah turn that down just a little bit because I'm hearing it uh, in the headset. As people are joining us right now on uh, Facebook and YouTube live also on our iHeart affiliate here local 630k how talking to uh, Councilperson Debbie Ortega here on the modern eater show and we're talking census I mean, okay well what does that have to do with food and beverage well a lot uh, a lot of the folks that uh, we're trying to get counted are within this industry i like real talk and i like talking about things that you know you um the opposition would probably ask you okay um uh, why why would it be important for folks that um aren't citizens to be counted
1: it's important because their voice matters. They count. And we want them to know that they are an important part of who gets counted in the United States. If we have students going to school here from other countries that are in our education system, they count when they're here. If we have um, you know, children that are going to school in other communities, they get counted where they're at on count day. I think but the- it's important for everybody in this industry, because so many of our, our sectors rely on these federal dollars that help offset the cost. You talked about the agriculture industry. My brother and sister in law, um, sister and brother in law, are, are cattle farmers. They grow red Angus beef. Um, and, you know, relying on your workforce is an important part, but the resources that we get to offset some of the costs mm-hmm. for the different programs that we have are, are vital. And we want to get our fair share. Mm -hmm. So by counting everybody, it means that we're getting our fair share for education, for all the other categories that those federal dollars come in.
11: Next segment, we will talk about some minimum wage um, that was passed here through the uh, city council. And we'll go into legislation and and, um, tier up in the next couple of years. But right now, uh, talking census, and, and when we circle back to census, basically what I heard you say is if somebody's using resources, we want to know who they are. I th- and that, <clears throat> I mean, is that yeah. correct, Deb? It, it yeah. translates yeah.
1: to making sure we have enough dollars to provide the resources sure. to cover all the different and if services that that people benefit from.
9: Well, that's and, what and no one understands. There's more cars on the road. More. Uh, there's more people that need to get on the bus. What are those services, Debbie?
1: Well, there's a whole category of them, but it's again education, daycare, healthcare, mm-hmm. transportation. Um, I'm blanking out on what they all are, but we get federal dollars that provide these services. Real uh, money come through human services that come through our, Mm -hmm. um, you know, transportation department, our education department. So it's it's all those various resources that both documented and undocumented kids in our school system. You know, we don't look at whether they're documented or not. They count, and we provide those services. So So we want to make sure that. We're getting the share that is equal to the number of people who are here. And yeah. if we don't get it right, we've got to wait 10 more years wow. before we get to get it yeah. right next yep. time around.
11: And there's a lot at stake, especially yeah. congressional seat, um, which, you know, that's that's big business right there. I think Florida's up for a cup, two more, and um, some other states that are growing exponentially, like Colorado. So we're, we're classifying some folks as hard to count. Yes. Right? Right. Um, to qualify as hard for count, it's basically pretty easy. But there's a demographic of folks that fit in to hard to count. Uh, I think, what is it, 25% or 176,000 people here in Denver are labeled hard to count. That's a big number of folks. Yeah,
1: and it's it's not just our immigrant and refugee communities. Mm-hmm. It's our American senior Indians. folks. It's it's children under five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our people serving that. Are incarcerated mm-hmm. um, so we have a, a number of um, different categories listed under group quarters so part of that is you know kids in our college system mm-hmm. um, there's a, a, a number of those categories and I am um, co-chair of Denver's complete count committee for the 2020 census we have 13 committees that represent all of our hard-to-count communities mm-hmm. and they have been working in the trenches the materials that I brought We've been distributing them at various kinds of events going on. We will have a day where pastors will be talking about this from the pulpit. Um, you know, we're at various community events with the materials. And this is just one additional way to get the word out because we have so many folks that work in the hospitality industry mm-hmm. that um, whether they clean rooms or they're your, your chefs, your wait staff. Um, and they're not all, you know, d- undocumented, but yeah. we want to make sure that we're reaching every sector. Um, the Hispanic Chamber receives the money from the state, and they'll be working with the business community with all of the other chambers, including the Downtown Denver Partnership.
11: I thought, what in the world are we going to talk to uh, Councilwoman Debbie Ortega about for 15 minutes about <laughs> census, but we could go on with that. I do want to. I want to take a break off and and go with that. But basically, it's uh, if, if you snooze, you lose. Yes. And we don't want to lose Correct. as Denver. We're, not, we're trying right. not to snooze. Right. We want to have everybody counted. There are hard-to-count folks. You're taking measures of sectors of folks that are going to reach those different mm-hmm. populations of people. And it really is important because um, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that every Coloradan is taken care Absolutely. of in the best possible way. And this is what I call earning your dollars. Yes. Thank you so much, Debbie, for doing that. You're going to stick around for that. There's a gal over here. Her name is Rebecca Berry. She's with Hot Schedule. She works very closely on um, the folks that are in the restaurant industry and and making sure that they're organized when it comes to scheduling and those types of things. The minimum wage increase, seemingly not a big deal. Everybody gets more money, right? Or at least the folks that need it. Oh, it's a
9: hot topic. But
11: there are tipped employees where this is kind of going wonky a little bit. Um, turning it on its ear, if I could say. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. If you don't mind, I'd love for Rebecca just to join the conversation. We'll do that. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Studio Kitchen Colorado. This is a great night in the Mile High City. We're talking about all the things that are important. We're blessed to have Councilwoman Debbie Ortega here with us. We'll break off right now, send it to Little Rich in the Little Rich Corner, and we'll be back in a flash on iHeartRadio. Not love, Debbie. I mean, you know, even, I'm going to tell you, Debbie, even if you're
0: with you or against you on a certain topic, how do you not love that woman? I mean, just how? I defy you.
4: You don't really have an option, Rich.
0: <laughs> well, no, no. She's, she's such a sweetheart. Hey, we've got one of our newest sponsors, Rebecca, with fourth hot schedules here. And, you know, we're coming into that end of the year where it's like, okay, I gotta, I've got to improve certain things on my business. This is one of them, isn't it? It
4: is, yeah, absolutely. And something I want to touch on while we're talking about end of year real quick is a lot of businesses have growth and now we're starting mm-hmm. to look at ACA compliance is now is the time because because once January hits, that starts that cycle all over again, and we're here for you. We're, we've got you covered. It's not just about your pseudo rates or Workman's Comp. It's ensuring that end-to-end your business is taken care of.
0: She's got it all covered. So, Rebecca, I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I need to do this.
4: Well, contact me, Rich. Call me. How? You can email me at Rebecca.Berry, oh. like the fruit, at Forth.com, or you can call me directly, but probably email me as best.
0: Okay. Well, this is, this. is that's an email worth making. It'll protect you. We'll be right back. Pop in red at Ace at participating stores. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Modern Eater family, it's little rich. Everybody needs insurance, but do you have the insurance you need? When we opened Studio Kitchen Colorado, home of the Modern Eater, we had no idea what insurance we needed. We didn't even know where to begin. Times like that, I turned to the experts. Our insurance expert, Brian Brenning with the Ewing Levitt Agency. Brian makes the coverage discovery process easy and seamless. Here's what you can expect from Brian and the team at Ewing Levitt: The absolute safest coverage, fair, low rates, quick response time, and honest, straightforward service. I've been in business 40 years. I trust Brian Brenning and Ewing Levitt Agency. He's not just an insurance expert. He's my friend. Make him your friend and expert too by calling the Ewing Levitt Agency today, 970-679-7374. For the best and most reliable insurance coverage, that's 970-679-7374.
12: It's the Ewing Levitt Agency. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers, Denver's badass Belgian-style brewery. Bruce has some serious badassery coming up in the next month. Our new tap room at Colfax and York will be opening up, and it is a very special place. With the coming of winter, we're featuring some real powerhouse beers. The infamous Hellraiser is back on tap, along with a killer lineup of strong blonde, amber, and dark ales. Our unique Christmas beer, Brut Le Grand, will also be releasing soon, as well as our seasonal Beats Saison. And we'll have a number of limited edition, barrel-aged beers that you will not want to miss. Check out all our beers on our website, along with daily food trucks and more, at brewsbeers.com. That's Brews, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver, where your dog is always welcome. Join us soon for some Belgian-style badassery.
9: Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100, choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at GrowersOrganic.com.
13: Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spices... One minute. ...life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients Ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. The Spice
8: Co.com.
14: Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs
10: we coming
8: back.
14: <laughs> Owner of For My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man.
8: <laughs> and you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.
11: Hey, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. I think I'm talking to a camera that's turned the other direction. Um... <laughs> You're fine. Man. We got all four guests. so Everybody looks great. That's right. Well, what a spirited conversation! I always appreciate these things. Myself, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, along my side right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We have the opportunity to catch up with Councilwoman Debbie Ortega. Is a council person now. I have such a hard time. What do you What do you like to be called, council person or woman?
1: Just call me Debbie
11: just call you debbie that's the great thing about you just call just call her debbie uh rebecca berry is going to join us with fourth uh, by hot uh, hot schedules by fourth right
4: yeah it, you know we just a mix of the words is fine as long as they flow together somehow, sure. right? <laughs> so just so you
11: know, Debbie, uh, we've had a conversation before about minimum wage. We've kind of been following this. We're going to switch gears into right. minimum wage. So thank you for allowing Rebecca Berry thank to join you. us. Yeah. It's a yeah.
4: pleasure it's to be next to you. It's, a, it's
11: always a great thing to get uh, perspectives, um, whether they're different or not, because a lot of times we all want the same goal. It's right. just a matter of how we're driving to that goal. So here it is. It's been passed through city yes. council. Um, Debbie, do you know the details of this? I know it's a ramp-up period from 2020 to 2022 of what that will look like as far as minimum wage employees and what they will earn. What do they earn now, and what is that projected? So
1: it doesn't go into effect until January, and that was intentional to give folks time to, you know, just sort of ramp up for that. Um, I don't have the numbers in my head. You may be more familiar with them than I am. Um, But... There was a lengthy process that Councilwoman Kenich was engaged in that solicited input from folks that would be affected by this change. And there were many changes made to the original draft based on that input. And part of that included the tipped employees. Part of that included um, when that would you know, ramp up how that would ramp up sure. because initially it was gonna be just the first two years and now it was extended to three years so that it wasn't such a big hit in those first two years
9: well and, and, and aren't we just coming off the tail end of the last one right that's going to raise it because in january we're going to get to twelve dollars and and one of the things that i love, you know this is a this is a really hard subject for me. from where 12 to where I no, we're going really from nice. 11, 11, 10 to 12 in January. And then ultimately in 20. And then it'll go, it'll, by the, by the end of this, it'll go to 15. Okay. Let,
11: let's say it, it's a hard, let's this bring it very specifically to restaurant industry, because here's the rub. Folks are saying, okay, minimum wage increase is great, but we're working in a business with very small margins, restaurant.
9: But, but wait, tie in all of food, uh, well, because hold, hold it's just not the restaurants. So
11: every, the but, whole food wait, chain on, from start to finish. So hold on a second. So, so here's the rub. Um, tipped employees so should tipped employees make more money when they're making tips so there's a cushion of three dollars and two cents mm-hmm. from the high minimum wage to where a tipped employee would be goes up a little bit for the tipped employees right. but if you look at it say your burger is $18 and now it's gonna be $25 your total bill is gonna be bigger so you're gonna get more tips you're gonna get more tip money yeah. so the front of the house is making more money in tips making more money as a minimum wage and the back of the house employees are still like where are we gonna be at Um, So there's a disconnect, and there always has been. If we could have a productive conversation, here's what I would want it to be. How do we start compensating the the back-of-the-house employees so that it actually catches up with the front of the house and they're not feeling so neglected? Is there a way? Rebecca Berry?
4: You know, it's a real challenge, and I have to say that we're struggling with keeping good talent as it is in the back of the house, and there's constant turnover. I was actually on the show a few weeks ago, and one of our Guest who was on said, Help me solve this issue of how to keep a dishwasher. And we have to compensate better. And whether it's that they're going due to things with the green rush that came in, or they're going to a higher paying restaurant down the road, I mean, we're having huge expansion. The Denver market is growing like crazy. So, what's the value of keeping that employee? And I, I think we're still struggling to find that fine balance between having that level of tipped employees and then bringing up that minimum wage to where. It, you keep that talent, so it, it's a tough subject. It Rebecca, really, really can I, is but great. let
9: me jump in there because Greg, I don't know that I wholly agree with the statement that you made. I, and this is going to sound of what? strange that of what? the back of the house should be commiserate with the front of the house because it's that's like saying that someone that works in the warehouse should be at the same level as one of the salespeople. The salespeople have their, an opportunity to create. Their actually, destiny. I am saying that. Yeah, but I, I actually, but and I know, here's, and that's here's what's critical me. here yeah.
1: because Please. if you're not paying people a wage that affords them to live in our city, you ask where do they go? Yeah. They're moving to the suburbs, and sure. guess what? Yeah. They're working out there. They're not coming yep. into Denver and having to pay the extra cost to transport, dealing with their kids, shuffling them around when they can live and work in the community that they just had to move to because they couldn't. Afford to stay in Denver. well, and,
9: and Debbie, though I would say those are almost different because here's here's where I go with this, and this is what I, I, I'm. A, this is really hard for me. I pay and always have when minimum wage was eight dollars. All my workers minimum wage at Growers Organic was twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. Right now, minimum wage at Growers Organic is between fifteen and sixteen dollars already. Everyone gets insurance at Growers. I've already done these things, but I don't necessarily need anyone telling me to do it differently. Because I'm already doing what, what the market would dictate. What, yes. yes, I. I hear and, you. And, and a lot
1: of people that we talked to were already doing that. Yes, this is to help workers in those environments where none of that has caught up, and and we've got families struggling. I mean, you know, in many of our neighborhoods, we've got families with. Two and three generations having to live in the same house and pull their resources just to afford to stay in their homes. Sounds like my house. So. Really yeah, does. well, how
9: do, how do we educate people to find? Because one of the things I, I, I find so crazy is, is when I do go out there and I see people that are still making 12 bucks an hour. And I'm, I'm like, wait a second, don't you know in Denver? I mean, in, you know, better for worse, that green industry that you were talking about, they raise the bar to 18 bucks an hour, and I'll pay you every Friday cash. Mm-hmm. So that's a completely, to do something that's, in my eyes, not as hard work as someone driving a truck, someone throwing boxes in a warehouse, someone picking lettuce in a so, field. So
1: let me just tell you about one of the other industries that, that I worked on to make sure that we created opportunities for people in neighborhoods along the I-70 corridor, for example. With that construction project that is underway right now, we made sure that there were commitments to apprenticeship trainings and, and hirings of people that are along that corridor. And it's not just isolated to Denver. Um, that same um, commitment is being tied into all of our big bond projects, to the airport projects. So we're getting people trained in livable wage jobs by plugging in into these apprenticeship opportunities. They get to pick which trade they're interested in in being trained in. So there are multiple opportunities that are being created that help families that are struggling in Denver. Not everybody wants to go into the same you know, professions. And so you gotta give them options, right? So that's what we're trained to do.
11: That's awesome. (laughs) At the end of the day here, you know, the Modern Eater Show, here we are, we try to be the champions for Denver Culinary and and the folks that work within it. We want everybody to be happy and healthy and I know we're up against the break, but I do wanna do a quick round robin before we break off and uh, say goodbye to you, Councilwoman uh, Debbie Ortega. The the round robin is, at the end of the day, uh, restaurant owners are struggling with very small margins, uh, truly just trying to survive. Any increase in any category, whether it be food or or labor, um, is truly something they have to examine within their business and find more money. That could be passed on to the end consumer, to where you're paying more for your meal, fine I'll do that because I know a lot of folks won't do that and the subsequently folks will be put out of a business long story short I have seen for so long the disconnect for the back of the house being now put into a part-time or transient job they're not there for a career anymore it's very sad there are a lot of folks that have used that as a career and, and a very noble career for a long time how do we get back to that? How do we make a living wage? How do we make that disconnect from the front of the house to the back of the house just as far as making wages go? Jay, you said something to me.
8: Take $2. So, so here's the uh, 28 years in the restaurant business, including last night. The thing to me is tipped employees, and I'm a bartender, right? And I was telling Greg in the car, we make at an average place, you make 20 to $30 an hour, right? That's at $8 an hour minimum wage tipped right now. I would have no problem, and, and bartenders wouldn't even know, most of us, right? Yeah. If you take that, whatever you're trying to raise our wage to, you take that and you, ju- and you raise uh, regular minimum wage, untipped employees, that way we could keep a door guy who would stay there for $14 an hour versus not stay there for $12 an hour, right? We're going to be all right. We're already making $30 an hour. In some places, it's way more than that, right? They'll sur- tipped employees will survive if, if, if their minimum wage doesn't keep going up. Give that to give it to the guys in the kitchen because I don't want them having yeah. my tip money in the kitchen because they don't go through what I go through to get that tip yeah. money. You know, and, and so that argument goes on till the end of time. So,
11: Debbie, I know that there's no place for government to mandate that to folks and to business owners. But how do we encourage business owners to be able to and actually make this functional for them to be able to make this feasible or plausible for folks in the back of the house?
1: I think it's providing some of those creative solutions two groups like the Colorado Restaurant Association that can share these great ideas with their membership. Now not everybody's a member, but you know, it's a small community, it right? Is. And and everybody talks to each other and this is a great opportunity to get the word out. But I think I did not hear that suggestion during the public input process. So
8: Jay, where were you? Hey,
1: here.
11: When you say
8: I, you didn't hear that, does that mean you like that idea?
1: I think it has merit. Hey. But, whoo,
8: guy went but, to community again, college. I, I is dismiss him <laughs> all the time with that, Debbie.
11: <laughs> Rebecca, closing.
4: Yeah, I mean, I love, the. as Jay's saying, I completely agree with that. And you also create a career path, right? I mean, some of the That's most important. successful people I know who have been with Red Robin, Raising Cane, started as bussers, as dishwashers 15 years ago. So you create not only, as Jay was saying, that creative idea you structure a career path. So there's a goal at the end of the tunnel or, you know, something to climb from. And then you're not paying to train new people every other week. That's so costly. That turnover affects, you know, your customers. And then you're understaffed, so you can't serve anybody so it's just a really dangerous place to be at so need creativity
11: i like it and we need to continue <laughs> continue with this conversation i'm getting personal emails from restaurant owners that are frothing at the mouth like i want in on this conversation we'll continue it right debbie absolutely all right we'll happy do that come back anytime. thank you happy holidays same to you there she is Thanks debbie again. Ortega. Appreciate this is fantastic Thanks, up next uh, there he is zach is coming in uh and a little bit late on this segment but uh, that was a great conversation uh, Brian, we need yeah. to continue that. I hope. That I would like to. There's so much about that I'd like figure to figure out a about. solution. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Zach Kreider, Colorado Mills Sunflower Product Prod Products. Ducks. We are going to uh, talk about a uh, lamb three ways. A go project of lambs raised three different ways on Colorado Mills Sunflower Products. We'll <laughs> talk about that when we come back. Right here on the Modern Eater Show. Yeah.
0: Check this out. Check this out. Deviation Gin. I've got my new my new friends, Invisible Cindy and Visible Dave. How
7: are you doing,
0: everyone? So stay tuned. They're going to be on, they're going to, we've got a great segment about their gins. Now, uh, what are the gins that you, that you have?
5: We have a citrus rosé gin, we have a mountain herb gin, and a spice tray gin.
0: Nice, a great selection. So uh, we won't tell anyone, what's your favorite?
6: Well, that's kind of like, um, kind of like picking a favorite child, definitely the mountain herb.
0: (laughs) Well played, sir, well played. So uh, and where are you, where are you distilling this?
5: We are located at Santa Fe and First. We uh, have our distilling production facility there and a cocktail bar that's open Tuesday through Sunday. Oh,
0: that's really close. Oh, this is going to be a fun segment. Yeah. And both of you two, trust me, this is going to be entertaining. Well, hey, we're going to take a break. uh, One of our sponsors coming up is The Goods. I had dinner there last night. The edamame that Mark Whistler made was tremendous. Go get you some of that. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
8: Hey it's Greg
11: Holland back. Anymore these days when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in the Goods restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass fed beef and never ever any hormones. Antibiotics or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking in a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at the Goods. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best.
0: Little Rich here from Rock Alita's Church. 45 seconds till I read. Apps fold cold and don't break open. Yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com.
8: Hey, brewery and restaurant owners, listen up. Do you want to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you do. Saving money is making money. Your savings. Two tickets till I read. Hey, call Brian Rizzuto now, 720 245 5771. 720 245 5771. It's on in... Corinne. back. All right, back to the show in just a second, but I want to talk about bread and I want to talk about Aspen Baking Company here locally in Denver doing amazing things, and they're doing amazing things without preservatives, without artificial coloring, and without chemicals. It's AspenBaking.com. If you're a, a, a business owner and you want to cater, your employees. We were just talking about employees, minimum wage, all that. Here's here's a way to save them money, minimum wage or not. You do catering at AspenBaking.com. You get boxed lunches, you get a cookie, you get a delicious sandwich. Whether it's hoagie, focaccia, ciabatta, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, Aspen Baking has everything you need. Hashtag How's Your Aspen. I'll say the uh, website one more time and then it's back to the show here in The Modern Eater and Mr. Zach Kreider with Colorado Mills Sunflower Products. It's Aspen Baking Hi,
9: Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> That'll get me in trouble. Write it like you stole it. Drink it it's like
0: you
11: own goat. it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. What is it for a goat? How do you make a goat noise?
5: Nah. Is that's a, that's a lamb, man. I don't know. Goats,
9: come on. Remember, goats are just ornery. It's I don't know ornery. that they make much much noise except you feel them. Always. Like lambs you don't feel. Goats you feel.
2: Remember, remember when uh, that goat was uh, one of these goats, actually, that we're going to be eating tonight <laughs> was, was chewing on Jay? Yeah, yeah. Well, Jay will get his chance tonight to chew on him a little one, bit. One of those
8: goats was chewing on me. Do you know which one? Yeah, nine, number nineteen oh two. Because I would no, I'm going to go in that walk in. I'll punch. I'll punch a dead, cold, half thawed goat. You know, I'm not above that. Fully thawed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I
11: mean, I'm just making I'm a, a leg or two. Uh, go to themoderneater.com. You'll be able to click on Watch Us Live, and there it is. Here we are in Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It's a great night in the Mile High City. Greg back Brian Freeman. Jay Parker, Little Rich Snyder, and Kenyon George—all is well in the world because Zach Kreider from Colorado Mills Sunflower Products is here with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, be on your best behavior because I think Rick, Rick is watching. Doug Euland. Doug Euland. What it's Monday is going to be off the hook? What's going on here in the kitchen on Monday, Zach?
2: Well, Rick and Doug are going to be here. Yes, they're coming up from uh, from Southeast Colorado. We have,
11: along with Ross Kaminsky, who's heard here every morning on KHow.
2: And about. 35, 40 other people that are going to show up. And probably more. D- Chef Justin Brunson. It's going to be a party on Monday. So we have three goats. Uh, they, they were harvested about 10 days ago. Um, they're in our cooler here at the Modern Eater. And uh, we're going to be doing side by side taste tests. So if you remember the lamb project we did back in January, that was a hit. It was. People
11: like seeing that. And what was the hit? What, I mean, what do you figure people want to see uh, when it comes to raising animals and what feed they're eating?
2: Well, I think it's it's education because it's it's always just been grass-fed and corn and, you know, grain. And you're not sure what that is. Well, we as a company, a lot of people know us as an oil company, but two-thirds of what we do is actually livestock feed. So it's not grain. It's not grass. It's not corn, it's sunflowers. Which people are probably
11: like, what, man? All I know, Zach, is from his sunflower oil. Well,
9: uh, there's so much more. Only 10% of what they do is sunflower oil. What am I wrong? Uh, Here's my
11: thought process is we're paying so much special attention to our diets as human beings. Of what we're putting into our bodies, now we're taking the focus and we're putting on. Well, what what are the animals eating?
2: Yeah, you, you are what you eat, but take it a step further. What your food eats. I had I had a lady come up to me the other day. We were at an event, and she said, Do you, "Are your is there any soy in your in your products?" You know. Um, because they have their entire family has a soy allergen, and they're taking it that step further, and they're wondering what those animals are eating because it's affecting people.
9: Oh, Zach, you and John Irving would love this. Is I had a conversation with someone about chickens because if chickens are eating wheat, do chickens contain gluten? So think about but this, no, guys, I, yeah, because I am. that's a deep and conversation indeed. because, listen, what you're feeding your animals. And to Zach's point, I want to go off because I love his feed, and I know so many far, ranchers that are using Colorado Mills feed. And the reality there is, is you're getting a good – because think about it. It gets in your blood. What you're eating, you I'm, I'm are. I'm with that. Let's do a reset, though, Brian. Okay, Zach Kreider
11: here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products. We have three lam- or three goats that are going to be in kitchen. We did lambs last time. Three goats that are in kitchen right now. We're going to serve them up and cut them up and do a side by side by side by side comparison <laughs> of the taste of yep. these goats. Right, one of them's raised with so pure sunflowers, our sunflower
2: meal, um, with a few minerals. The second one is actually we have a performance goat uh, ration that's got some other stuff in it. You'll learn about that on Monday. Is that Um, for racing goats? Racing goats. (laughs) (laughs) And then the third one is not our feed. It is a grain soy
11: ration. So what do we want to see? Or what don't we want to see, or what do you anticipate we'll see?
2: Um, Flavor difference. Like if you recall on our lamb project, and everybody wanted more. They said, hey, what's the next animal that you're going to do? What's the next project? So we're going to definitely see a taste difference for sure, because you are what you eat. And and grass-fed, grain-fed, sunflowers, corn, it's all going to taste different. We see that with beef. So you're going to see that with goats. Um, Nutritional values to those animals. Um, Weight gain. um, Conversion. How well did that animal convert that feed to muscle so you're wow. going to see a lot of education a lot of good cooking on monday so can i fun. ask
9: a favor yeah next can we do a rabbit with our friend over at jefferson Farms? oh that'd be kind of cool because they yep. actually use some of your products yeah they've, they've
2: played around with it and they're using some of our, our um just our black gold just the little sunflower pellets here's, um, a, here's where there. my is.
11: Yeah. it's like grass-fed grass finish grass-fed corn finish your feed, like, why is yours better? Like, or, or, is it? Um,
2: nutritional profile? Yeah. Um, if we if we tie it back, a lot of feed, the oil gets completely extracted out. The fat gets extracted out of that feed, and they have to put it back in for that animal. Ours, because of the way we expeller press, instead of solvent extract to get our oil out, that oil is still in the fiber. So that animal is actually forced to digest that fat versus kicking out at the back end as waste so it forces them to to digest that high oleic monounsaturated sunflower oil that fat heart healthy good for the liver all the way around more nutritional total digestible nutrient to that animal
9: and i go local company most of it's local product. You're getting it between. You're getting it within a couple hundred th- miles of Colorado. Well, we have got a, l- a lot
11: of people tuning in on Facebook, and, and so that, that must be of interest to them. And we're talking about what does your food eat, right? All right. Uh, and, and, Taking a step and, further. And that concept is like, why is this new? I mean, truly, because Jay you said the other day you want your goats to be raised by uh junkyard goat uh, pop cans uh, rusty <laughs> pop cans
8: N- not, not exactly i did, I didn't say I wanted anything to I, I just said. I wonder if, cause goats in my head, they eat cans and garbage and whatever, you know, throw it in front of them. They'll eat it. It's like, so off your car. Well, you know, it's like, listen, if I'm eating a goat and it tastes like a candle, it's like, did did it eat a candle? Is that, is that what happened? You know? So, I mean, I'm just throwing things out there.
9: I don't want a candle. If you only saw went into half of the burgers that you've ever. Oh, Hey, listen, I don't live in a
8: dream world to where I don't know. I'm consuming a bunch of things I can't say on the radio. Like I, I get it. What Greg's talking about was merely a pun that had no effect of
9: anything.
2: <laughs> well, and, and so talking goats here, the, there's not a lot of goat in Colorado. There's a lot outside of Colorado. We send a ton of goat feed outside of Colorado. And there's a cool fact that uh, my general manager, we're going to talk about on Monday, about goats and the entire the population, not only the United States but
9: the world, actually. You'd be amazed at how many goats. Okay, do you know how to say goat in Spanish real quick before we go? uh, No. So if you're out on Facebook and you know how to say it, write it down. Share it with us. Jay, do you know how to say it? Don't tell people till we come claro back. Claro que sí,
8: si, por supuesto, así yo puedo decir eso, pero no voy a decir. <laughs> bueno, <laughs>
9: Jay
11: Parker, <laughs> he he's it. a hit. All right, so Goat Project—that's Monday. Tune in to the Modern Eater Chef Facebook Chef Justin Brunson—he's going to be here. It's a private event. We're going to stream it live. You're going to have so much educational fun on Monday. Stick around and and uh, stay tuned for that. That's going to be cool. You're going to stick around because we have some success stories to talk about. Chef Cheeto is going to come up. What Chef Cheeto? Been up to these days? Oh, he's just the champion of local. <laughs> Bringing local projects into big business. How do you do that? Chef Cheeto's going to tell us. And what a man he is. So we'll get Chef Cheeto here and we'll also get Ann, uh, Christopher Moore. He's running around here somewhere. We'll get yep. Christopher Moore up here as well. Champions of the people. That's what it's all about. Local. Speaking of local, Debbie Ortega is over in the Little Rich corner with Little Rich. We'll break off, come right back in the kitchen. It's up next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.
0: Awesome. Okay, so I've got Debbie Ortega here, THE Debbie Ortega, who I'm going to call GOAT. But what I mean by that, Denver City Council, greatest of all time. That's where I'm coming from. And look, look at the salsa she brought me. Debbie, we had a conversation off camera. You want to touch base on what that was?
1: Yeah. You know, as we're seeing so much development happen in this city, there's a lot of wealth building that's Mm -hmm. taking place. It is not trickling down to our low-income communities that are being impacted by gentrification and displacement, Mm -hmm. and we're pushing the envelope with conversations about how do we make sure that with this food hub and the public market that's being talked about at National Western that we have the the grassroots efforts with so many things going on, like Comal. On the taxi oh, awesome. site, like the revision program in the Westwood neighborhood. So plugging those into the community is such a critical part of creating wealth building for our low-income communities.
0: Like I said, greatest of all time, this woman works for everyone. And these are important topics. we got to have you back.
1: Happy to come back anytime. Hey,
0: we're going to take a break for a few minutes. We've got uh, some words from Growers Organics coming up soon.
11: Thanks. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things.
0: Hey, chef friends. It's Little Rich here from Rockalita's Tortillas. Rockalita's known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips. Served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elan Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook 460 4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company.
11: Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood pellet and charcoal grills and smokers, award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and supplies. Superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com.
9: Feed me now!
8: This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! <laughs>
11: Stop it!
8: And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? What you by? Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com.
2: Feed me all night
7: long.
8: I call it controlled
11: chaos here in the kitchen because that's what it is. Studio Kitchen Colorado, full value, themoderneater.com. You can watch us live. And if you're tuning in on our iHeart affiliate, 630k, welcome. This is the Modern Eater Show. I always describe it as uh, biting into a chocolate chip cookie. You find out that's an oatmeal raisin. And, and then, it, then I took <laughs> another bite. 20 minutes later, it's inedible. <laughs> You're all over the place, man. This is the Modern Eater Show. Welcome uh, new folks coming into this community all the time. This is your one-stop shop of resource, of buying and eating local, and we are the champions of culinary. The boys. Uh, but um, bigger than the now. champions
9: of culinary, we are the champions of hyper-local in Colorado, doing it at a level that no one even understands because the reality is, is we visit farms, we visit ranches, we visit restaurants distilleries, breweries. Where else do we visit? Come on, man. It's all
11: Colorado. Production facilities, factories, all of Colorado. Uh, Zach Kreider continues. Talk about that. Uh, Zach Kreider and Colorado Mills Sunflower Products. You know him probably on the show for Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. That's a delicious part of it, Chef Cheeto. I need your attendance over here. This uh, time is going, and he's working hard. Right he's now. making some spaghetti <laughs> squash. Chef Christopher Moore. How uh, you Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink in the house tonight. Chef Christopher Moore. He's a, he, just like everybody on the show. Chris, you're a friend of the show. You do so much for us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And happy Absolutely. holidays to you.
9: And here he is, Mr.
11: Cheeto. Cheeto Ariola. Do you guys mind? Hi. Can we focus on Cheeto for a minute here? There's right. go. I mean, truly. Go on the plate. Here he is. Uh, go Nuggets, right? Go Nuggets.
9: I know. He's got that hot new hat.
11: Chef Cheeto, you've heard him on the show many a times. He wears many different hats. Right now, he wears the hat of the executive sous chef for Legends. Is it Legends Hospitality? Yep. Yep. Hospitality. Uh, In the Pepsi Center. And what a complete cool thing that you're doing. For everybody here in Colorado. Usually it's like, okay, here's what you want to do. You got a big job like that, you've got a lot of products that you want to come in. I want
9: one or two trucks that drop off all the product. Well, and these guys, usually at those big places, are so nervous about just keeping their job. That they don't do what is in their heart and their passion. <laughs> good point. And what Numbers. someone like Cheeto is doing is saying, wait a second, you guys, I can take the Pepsi Center. And what's cool is it's rubbing off on all the other event centers that care? they manage. Yes. Yes. yes, because I'll oh, tell you, just, the okay. owner's care of everywhere, he gets letters now mm. and they're raving about coming to Colorado right, so and getting good food.
11: Cheeto, what are you doing right now, man? You've lost your mind, you're crazy. You've brought in all these Colorado products into the Pepsi Center, one of which, being Colorado mill sunflower oil in all of the fryers what all of it all of it Don't you know the, the price of that sunflower we have oil
3: man seven fryers in the building <laughs> And we change them every two games
9: and actually the price is equal to when they're getting a better product Exactly. I was, yeah. gonna,
7: I was gonna chime in because it In Zach's defense. I mean it might be a little bit more expensive in the you know, like When you purchase it, but in the long run, you're actually using less you yes. get greater, greater yeah. on it.
2: Well, that's what a lot of people don't see is, is the is when it comes to oils, it's like your car. If you put cheap oil in your car from there, you're going to not be able to go as long. You put mo- you know a little bit of higher quality, and you can go longer. You can use less, essentially.
11: And, and bet- yeah. better taste, better f- fuel performance is what you were just referring to with the car. Same thing when it has to do it with has, cooking.
2: It also has, what's One the minute. percentage less absorption? Uh, Cheetos seen up to 30% less absorption than some previous experiences.
11: Hold on. I need to do some work here. Don, back at the studio, catch my voice. Buy me a minute. Take that island break out. Throw it into the next hour. This is important. We're talking to Chef (laughs) Cheeto right now. Got us an extra minute. We'll get out at 5950. Chef Cheeto, it's all yours, man. You brought in some local products. Can you just uh, go down the laundry list of who you brought in? Oh,
3: shoot. Uh, CM Mills, Growers Organic, Haystack Mountain. Our bee Farmer, yep. which is... Yep, you're uh,
9: Nature's Acres, Pasture's Plenty
11: Beef yep. out of Fort Collins. Now, remember, <clears throat> you go going to the Pepsi Center, you're going to eat this delicious yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, didn't you uh, get some Aspen gluten-free baking, in there? Aspen Baking Company. Aspen Baking Company. Gluten-free, gluten-free
3: things. things. Oh, shoot. Uh Spice Guy. Every spice in the building is a spice
9: guy. That's amazing. so that's cool. and, and that's, that's, that's about networking, stuff. man, right here it's at all the all Modern Eater, man. It's a round it's table. Cheeto, you are a rock star. You are a rock star, Cheeto. It's about belief.
11: So, it's about supporting and actually walking the walk. Yeah. Not just talking the talk. You're walking the yeah. walk, Cheeto.
3: We're trying. And this company, we they're letting us do this because we do want to be known as the only arena that's kind of doing that, you know, local. And then we change our
9: concessions kitchen to local eats.
7: That's awesome. Okay, Cheeto, your head guys have even reached out
9: to me. They're good folks, man. Mm-hmm. They care about Colorado, and that's a big thing for a big corporation mm-hmm. like that.
11: Twenty seconds, Chef Christopher Moore. You did lamb three ways. What you did? I
7: did. did. Uh, I, did uh, I did lamb with um, rosemary, thyme, uh, lemon, and white wine. I also did uh, red wine vinegar balsamic, and then the last one was uh, was a curry bone in curry, uh, curry and spice, apples, dried fruit should be really good. Zach's over here eating it. What do you think? I'm over here eating it. It's, it's great. Delicious. It's, it's delicious.
11: They're <laughs> coming from a vegan. That's fantastic. 99%. Uh, I, I, I got to tell you. Okay. Uh, go eat. Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. You're going to have a great time. It's downtown Absolutely. Denver. Just look it up and Google it. The Chef Chris 60%. for more.
8: To eat. It's time for the second course,
9: hour number two of the modern eater.
6: What are you hungry for? Here's to a
9: meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. <laughs> With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Yes.
11: What do you say? Yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy?
9: Yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. It is.
11: The second hour of the Modern Eater Show, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Thanks for joining us. It means so much to us. Every Saturday night, here we are, 6 to 8 p.m. It's a cool thing, man. iHeart Radio Affiliate, 630 KHOW, live. Just go to themoderneater.com. You'll see a link. You can watch us live, live on YouTube,
9: live on Facebook, live on Periscope, live on Twitter. We'll catch it all. We'll do it all. For I'll you. tell you what's a cool thing is these three guys. This is three of our sponsors three of my standing loves. across from me that I love. And his and and one is we have a new addition because you know Zach's little daughter. She's not that old, Parker. But uh, she makes the name Parker. Actually
11: holy good smokes, again. Jay <laughs> Parker. Just... What do you think? You got a, a innocent. Adorable young child. She
8: gave me. Uh, she gave me the pound. Did she oh, over here?
11: Wow. Well, Let's see it. Let me, me see it. Put your <laughs> fist up it there. Happened. See yeah, if she man. even read it. it did happen. Like it. Yeah, I was there. All right, there he is, uh, Zach Johnson, the Spice Guy. Thank you for having me. Quite the it. moniker, man. The Spice Guy.
13: Yeah, everybody needs something. It's like a superhero. But it thing. seems like a big responsibility. It's it's kind of broad, yeah. Is it covers yeah. all kind of bases? It does,
11: yeah, but spicy nonetheless.
13: Oh, Lone there Break Dance, right. yeah.
11: What's your best uh sp-
13: spice pun? <laughs> oh man, uh, my email moniker is Time Traveler. <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> <Yeah>. I like <laughs> TY, TY, baby.
11: Yeah, TY, Andrew Moore. Yeah, hey, guess what? What intrepid sojourner beer project. Now a new project. Yes,
14: now next stop Ruco as of Octo- early October.
11: We got you yes. for a half an hour. We're gonna do- I always called Andrew Moore the most interesting man in the world. Truly. You sit down and have a conversation with him, you're like I'm intellectually inept. I can't even <laughs> talk to
9: him. I mean, true. Well, what, what would make you intellectually inept is, is do you notice yeah. every one of his beers tonight? Trial, yeah. It has a different, what does it have? Is this a state? Yeah. Is this a city? Is this a country, Greg? What is this? Istanbul, down that one? Yeah, not
14: Constantinople.
11: Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. When you take a, uh, a classically trained um, <laughs> and I can't even believe that this archaeologist, is Archaeologist? I can't even know? believe right. it's his title. <laughs> Classically trained archaeologist.
9: No, wait, wait. Fern I think he's Brewer. a Ph.D. That's a little... No, of no, course no, no. not. Dark. I always just go a, there with you, right? I, know. I mean, because you're the a master's degree. You're just a master. You can call
14: degree. me Master Andrew if you want.
11: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> master Andrew here. Yeah. And then there he is, the sharpest guy on the table. <laughs> sharpest guy on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, is a you know, good funny. pun. Elon Wensel here with us i don't know what you're going to contribute but you're my favorite local company good to be here thank you and uh elon we're going to talk some beer and spices and those types of things you don't drink not a lot i don't know what you but you cut i cut you're a a cutter yes
9: Do you remember what movie that's from, kids, when we were kids?
11: What? Jay knows. The Cutters. Come on.
9: The Cutters and the Locals. Anyways, but I will tell you, I love You dig it. Yeah. (laughs)
11: Element Knife Company. What's the special? How are you selling knives right now?
7: So uh, we just did a holiday sale for um, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and Black Friday. We're going to have another one coming down the pike here shortly for uh, the next round of holidays. I promise
11: you, someday he'll bring knives in here, and we'll open it up to you, and he'll come in, and you can buy some knives. I'm actually working on something for you guys. It's a
9: secret until it's ready. Uh, it's, it's always a secret. <laughs> just like, But I love his knives, and that's like, no secret that those darn knives. Look at, I've cut myself more with your knives because I like to play around and jump around, and I'm yeah, a you push, train guy. And push the limits. push the limits.
11: There should be a beautiful em. knife display it's coming. Right there it's by coming. Chef Chito. And then this spice cabinet that's uh, owned by one person. Right there. That's the spice guy. Is that the way you want that to look? It
13: looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. <laughs> it yeah. looks pretty good. He's like, it looks
11: pretty good, yeah. yeah. Uh, first of the year, Zach's coming to my house, and he's going to dig through my spice cabinet. And we're going to do something. New year, new spices, right? New year,
14: new spices. Uh, a it's a brand new true,
11: hashtag, baby. true, man. It's true. <laughs> hey, Andrew Moore, what a, what spices, how do they play into brewing?
14: Um, I mean, we use spices in almost all of our beers. All four of our new uh, canned products have various spices in them that are kind of inspired by the places um, that those beer styles or those travels or whatever are from. So we've got our kolches. uh We use fresh lemongrass and fresh ginger. Uh, uh, the Amsterdam is a hefeweizen with a chamomile, coriander, and orange peel. We still do a fresh basil IPA. And then our Turkish coffee stout with Turkish coffee, cardamom, and orange peel. So that's been kind of our signature brand of of beer making. When are you
9: going to put a little hemp in that Amsterdam?
13: That's the question there. Uh, (laughs) I've got one for you. you I've got one for you. New idea, and the first one from me is usually free. Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. And we'll use uh, Reaper powder in it. <laughs> Wait. Not a bad <laughs> First idea.
11: First one is oh. free. Andrew, yeah. come on. Yeah. You're yeah. smart. That's a
14: pretty phone. good idea. I like it. <laughs> Would you do it? Sure. Yeah. Here's the bad.
11: deal. So you with Next Stop, you're doing like you're locked and loaded, tried and true right now.
14: Right? Uh, I mean, yeah, we're going
11: full tilt. My I'm Turkish coffee stout is now called what?
14: Istanbul, right? So, yeah, again, it's with, the, with the name change, it's, it's the same sort of beers that everybody enjoys. that have taken on the names of the places that have inspired them. So either through interesting culinary regions like Southeast Asia, Bangkok, or places that, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to travel to, like Istanbul, when I was working as an archaeologist. So it's really tried to kind of capture those international flavors. Well, so
11: it? cuisine is a big influence on you, right? Yeah,
14: absolutely. Yeah.
11: And so as you traveled uh, with your travels throughout the world, you would find indigenous spices that would create these delicious beer recipes that you brought back for us here. Um, And and while I have the spice guy, what's interesting regions to you, to where you're sourcing some spices from that you're like, hey, you got to take a look at this?
13: So a couple guys from the team and myself are heading down to Oaxaca, so southern Mexico. Uh, We lease a farm down there, so we'll be going down there at the beginning of January sort of just check the things out, make sure all of our stuff is planted in the ground and ready for harvest in around April. So they do two harvests a year down there since it's so uh, so easy to grow all year round. And so we'll be
9: there January, April, uh, and then we'll go back again September, November. Zach, are you just doing spices down there? Or is that, are you, I, I mean, I'm sorry, peppers. Because that's, Oaxaca's very, very well-known for their peppers. Yeah, so we're doing uh
13: Pepper's from two locations, both in Mexico. So we have uh, one farm we're leasing on the Baja coast. Uh, just Todos Santos. It's a secret. Don't anybody go there. It's a horrible place. <laughs> horrible place. Um, it's like and Denver. Then, yeah, exactly. It's like Denver. And then uh, same with Oaxaca. So we do two farms, and they both grow different chilies, so different styles. Um, we'll do a lot more of the pasillas from Oaxaca. Uh, and they have a very famous pasilla de Oaxaca. And we'll also buy some salt while we're there. Cheeto, who's cooking tonight here, he loves to use the worm salt. Um, so these worms live in the chili fields, eat the chilies, uh, die. They harvest the worms while they're still alive, and uh, they give they give the salt an amazing flavor. Is
11: that a true story?
13: It's a real thing. Yeah. Oh my. They're using it as cilantro. It.
11: All right. Follow my thought process on this. Uh, Hottest spice in culinary. Hottest spice in culinary? Yeah, not hot, hot, but hottest is in, like, mm. biggest right now.
7: Well, Filipino food is kind of blowing up, so I'm not entirely sure what they use, but as far I know as it's spicy? getting popular, yeah. Zach,
13: you might know. Bananas. Ban- <laughs> yeah, no, <yeah. laughs>
11: That's not really a spice, right?
13: <laughs> no. Banana spice? Well, you'd be surprised what we can do, Greg. Really? If, hottest- you ever, if you ever came by our shop, you might have a couple ideas about what's going on over Interesting,
9: there. Right? <laughs> We're going to have to uh, – I, I see that as an invitation. <laughs> I told to drag- about Dubai Let's do field trip. trip. Let's nah, do field trip next week, man. Hey, you're harder on. to nail down than I am. Uh, uh, but hey, if you put me down on this man's list, oh, next week's not a good week for you, though, right? No, it is. I yeah. said for oh, you, yeah. I'm available anytime. Okay, yeah, then we're doing
14: it. No, no, no. Totally he's serious. Lying. We've been talking all week long. For Freeman, we're man, going I'm over it. whenever. Yeah, Drew
9: Moore, what's the
11: most <laughs> readily used spice in brewing?
14: Oh man, um, probably either coriander or orange peel. Yeah, uh-huh. I was
13: gonna say citrus
14: peels too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coriander shows up in a couple different styles of beer traditionally, like Wits and Gozas. Um, And orange peel uh, shows up all all kinds of IPAs and Saison. The coriander,
9: that to me is dangerous because there's a lot of people out there that cilantro tastes like soap. Yeah. And if you're going down that coriander road, does that turn your beer off to it? Wait, not of everybody's no, no. a super
11: so. taster, Brian. But I don't <laughs> where it tastes like I soap. Mean, I, to you. Correct
14: me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that the like even the people who taste soap with cilantro have the same like a similar reaction to coriander. The spice no.
13: guy's shaking his head, saying no. The aversion is there for some people, but I think most people's palates probably aren't that refined. Greg's right.
11: Guys, what uh, you know? What I would like to do is, if we can, take a break and come back and build a beer.
14: Build a beer. Can we
13: build a beer
11: together? Sure. Do you mind?
14: I mean, we've already got Chernobyl. Can we put a heartbeat in it? (laughs) (laughs)
11: Andrew, do you cook at home?
14: I do, yeah. Do
11: you have knives?
14: Uh, Not good ones. Not good (laughs) ones? No.
11: What's it take for you to buy a good knife?
9: Like, a Christmas present from no, you? No, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, good idea, right? You I said mean, you loved Not us. a bad yeah. idea. Yeah.
11: And I do love Andrew. So I gave you know, like, my I, card already.
13: So That might be good. in your
11: stocking. But truly, what's it take for somebody to actually pull the trigger on a good knife?
13: We've been doing this all weekend, or two weekends. Elon and I have been working a holiday market together. And we yeah we're scratching our heads. We everybody that's watching on Twitter or Facebook, text text in and tell us what what would it take to put you over the edge? Yeah, to buy a good knife. Do people think that they can just take whatever
11: crappy knife that they have and sharpen it and it'll be a great knife? I think so. And that's one of my biggest battles
7: is when you look on Amazon or wherever you can see a knife that looks great in a picture and it looks similar to what I yeah. have, but when you feel it and see it in person. And all
11: the knives in my kitchen. Trash. Yeah. And you will actually go to people and say, what are your knives needs? Yep. I do sales calls, sharpening, uh, knife skills, sharp uh, classes, et cetera. Elon, I need to sharpen some knives. Let's do it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Elon Wenzel, Element Knife Company, elementknife.com. Perfect. I, there's Well, spices are good. Well, beer, too. If you had knives, beer, and spices, you'd probably have a pretty good Christmas, right? Put I mean, all together. Those are the good things. Mm, Let's yeah. take a break. What do you think? Little Rich is chomping at the bit. He's sitting over there with Chef Cheeto Ariola and his Nuggets hat. Go Nuggets. Why not? The Broncos are terrible, so we'll go with the Nuggets <laughs> and the Avalanche. Although we can't watch them on TV, which is terrible. But Cheeto's going to give me the hook. Why,
8: why can't you watch them? Uh, you haven't heard? You have DirecTV? You can watch Greg <laughs> yeah, doesn't have cable even. Uh,
11: uh, yeah, cable I don't have, you can. Direct if I don't TV, have a you car, can. you think I got cable, man? Come on. <laughs> give me a break. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. We're going to continue with these gentlemen right here. Brian, you better stop it, Mr. $70,000 car. Hey, man, that's
13: 70,000 hours in a work
11: week. I bought it of, used, yeah. baby. <laughs> I like it. Having fun, obviously. Studio Kitchen right. Colorado off the Little Rich in the Little Rich Corner.
0: Thanks, guys. And quit spending so much money on cars, dang it. (laughs) Hey, look who has returned. The prodigal son, Cheeto. <laughs> prodigal son. Back to the kitchen, man. Yes. Welcome back. What's it's been happening since you left here? Happy to be back here. It's, uh, I left
3: home for a little bit there yeah. for a few months. Yeah. Uh, I've been super busy at Pepsi Center there, so if you guys want to stop by and say hi, that's where you'll find me every single day.
0: i got to go catch a Nuggets game. i got to catch an Abs game. Yes. And if I'm there... What should I? Uh, what should I try? Well, if you are in the
3: uh, main concourse, okay, we have a few concession stands that we are cooking from scratch. The cheese sauce from scratch. Wow. So it's not out of the bag. It's not the regular. Yellow yeah. cheese sauce on the wow. nachos. And then you can find some raccolita sartilla in every stand on there.
8: Oh, so,
0: yes. That would be awesome. There. i got to swing by soon and check it out. Yeah. They got one of the best. They bagged one of the best chefs in the whole region. He's probably got the biggest taqueria in the state. <laughs> huh. So, yeah. Welcome hey, back, easy. brother. Thank you. Hey, we're going to be right back.
8: Listen up. Do you want to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you do. Saving money is making money. Your savings is just a phone call away. Call Brian Rizzuto now, 720-245-5771. 720-245-5771. It's on Core Energy. How is it that apps
0: can help you with everything? Your steps, your sleeping patterns, the traffic. But you pay for car insurance that's based on, well, who knows what? The way everyone else drives? The insurance company's whim? Well, that's what Nobler Insurance is here to fix. Car insurance with personalized monthly rates and rewards based on how... No, we should... No, we're fine. Everything's
6: fine. Okay. Serious rates are... Yeah, month- we we're coming back. Uh, we have a live read in
0: a minute. ...app can measure things like how hard you... Bra- I just went to... break. I didn't. He didn't say I heard radio. I'm
8: just trying to figure that. out why there's a- in
0: Time of day and even road
9: choice.
6: Do you head out? Because a- you guys told me to move it, to move that last one, to blow out the last brake,
0: so uh, I just okay. put it in the first.
6: Oh, okay. yeah, that's fine. Sorry, dude. I didn't know where to put it. Okay.
9: Right, okay. Okay.
0: Drivers can save a lot. Okay. Nobler trying, is simply I, you know, you smart insurance hey. for smart drivers. Okay. So get your quote at Nobler.com. That's N O B L R.com. Individual savings may vary much. 30 seconds till I read. The policy
8: Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality.
9: It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey. Rocker rum. Rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks. Kentucky, still I read. Truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com.
8: All right, back to the show in just a second, everyone. But before we do that, we're going to talk bread. my favorite bread? bread. Yeah, of course it's your favorite bread. It's everybody's favorite bread with gluten because there is another bakery that doesn't do gluten. This one does gluten, and they do it very well. I'm talking about Aspen Baking Company, aspenbaking.com. Whether you're into hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, the list goes on and on. If you, and What's if your favorite?
11: Uh, focaccia. Mine's focaccia a sourdough. bread.
14: Sourdough. Andrew, what's yours? Sourdough. Yeah. Sourdough. Yeah, it's, I'm a focaccia They guy. say,
11: the girls there say, feed the bitch, man. They feed that sourdough, and yeah. it's delicious.
8: <laughs> well, it is delicious, and AspenBaking.com is where you to go to get that deliciousness, but you're going to get it, and you're going to get it with no preservatives. You're going to get it with no artificial coloring and no chemicals in any of their bread. So,
11: can you believe somebody out there would say, "I love artificial flavors, I love artificial colorings, I love anything artificial and processed"? Well, listen, I don't think I don't think that people would say that. I want Wonder Bread.
8: Now you don't. You want AspenBaking.com. So one more time, and back to the show with Andrew Moore. Uh, from Next Stop uh, Brewing, Brew Co. Next Stop Brew Co. I'll get it, Andrew. You had to look at the board for stealing. that? No, no, no. I, was, I didn't know which direction rebranded to go. He so it would be easier. <laughs> uh. Hey, man, listen. Leave me alone, all right? It's AspenBaking.com. Yo, yo, What's up? <laughs> This is Justin Brunson, ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat
12: guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.
11: Okay, cool, cool. The Modern Eater Show is back. Greg Holland back, Brian Freeman. We're back in the saddle. This is good times. Andrew Moore, Next Stop Brewing Company. And what a great segue because Jay looked back at the board. He said, Next Stop Brewing Company. You rebranded. We did, yeah. So, I mean, Trumpet Sojourner Beer Project, just when I started getting the hang of it, and I loved it, and it's like everything I need in a beer company, because you are the Sojourners, you are the beer project, you're making beers that are probably beers that other folks won't even attempt to do. Um, But here it is next up. Why the rebrand?
14: So we wanted, especially as as we moved in, we started in May uh, distributing, so we got kegs out there, and then just in November, we started getting cans out there. And we found – we wanted something that was just going to, I think, penetrate the market a little bit better from a marketing perspective. So it's the same beer. um, It's the same people. It's the same, you know, everything else. It's been, you know, a little bit of a transition. People are like, you know, it's great that Budweiser bought you. I'm like, Budweiser didn't buy me. If they had, I'd be driving a $70,000 car somewhere. Well, Uh, but but, but, I got to slow down on that because I think what you did –
9: and I could be way off, Andrew – and you and I are friends. We Probably haven't even are. spoken about this. Yeah. Um, but get this concept. Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project and all the beers you did, the name and the beers were a mouthful.
14: Yeah. At every level, we right? Didn't, we didn't name the beers, too, because we, we felt like that was just like another layer of, of information to, that would make it more difficult, right? If you've got an Intrepid Sojourner and you've got some ridiculously long, complicated beer name and then – Everything, oh, it's just too much information. Andrew, are you to saying
11: the general consumer is a pinhead and they can't take? Too no, much. I don't. When no, I'm not saying, saying that at all. all.
14: I'm yeah. just saying like you, know, you have to consider like how the information is being conveyed. It's like if you come into the tap room and I can have a 20 minute conversation with you about Intrepid Sojourner, right? Then you leave feeling great. But if you're just looking for a beer at a liquor store or something like that, you can, not everybody can communicate the the story once you get outside of the tap like, room yeah, the way that yes. you can communicate. Right, it.
9: There's and, a there's a reason why they I call mean, it the third 30-second elevator pitch, and the reality is, is if you think about this, what he's done is he's taken ISP. In my eyes, that's, and I loved it. I loved what you guys did. I well, am. Brilliant. I mean, I MVP. loved it too. I fought yeah.
14: for it for a long time, right? I mean, it was my name. And, we, you know, we fought came for came it it as it. long Interrapid as we could. Intrepid
11: Sojourn Project. But wait, hold on, because I know this background information. You actually want it was going to be something even different you know, than that. I,
14: it started out even nerdier than yeah, Intrepid Sojourn. Probably. I mean, it started out as um, Third Triumvirate Brewing Project because there were three of us, and we were all classics nerds. And we, well, Let me throw
9: something at yeah. you. When I was a kid. My mom and dad. There was this thing called the '60s, yeah. and there was a lot of liquid and other things going around. They wanted to call me Caleb, Ezekiel, Schumann, Freeman. Thank God like they that. just said Brian. You know, I know I like what they it. wanted Thank my you. name to be?
11: <laughs> Gayhan. <laughs> Holland back. so you can. And you wouldn't have gotten teased in school at all. Anytime you want to. Hey, Gayhan, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think it's remarkable because pivoting is one of the things I always say when it comes to business. you got to learn to pivot and when and why you're doing yeah. it. So Next Stop to me is not too far out of your ethos of my Next Stop of Travel.
14: Yeah, I mean that's, and we tried to convey that. I think with the beers taking on the names of the places that, kind of inspired the flavors. It's like it's the same, it, you know. The only thing that changed is the top line, right? And so it's this, it's the same kind of travel inspired, um, kind of uh, spice forward beers.
9: Um, no, but it's just you, easier because now it's not Basil IPA. Now it's just Bangkok. Okay, right. let's I mean, jump into that. So with your travels,
11: it's important to. Can you actually? take a region or a city in a country or a country in general and can you capsulize the taste of that region and put it in a beer or do you think you're doing a good job with that
14: I mean I think we're making good beer I I think that um, you know I don't think we're trying to say that you know like this is what Rome tastes like but it's like this is what these are some of the flavors that I think people associate with with Rome with Italian cuisine which is what which is uh, sweet Italian basil, right, in this particular beer. So it's, I mean, there's lots of other.
11: Can you go down the list and say what your interpretation is for these beers that you have?
14: Yeah, so, I mean. Basil and hops, super similar flavors. So, and again, a lot of these beers started with my experience in the Mediterranean. So, basil very popular in lots of Mediterranean cuisine. Amsterdam, uh, so named because Amsterdam was kind of in the middle of the spice trade for Western Europe when the Belgian wit style was being developed. So, a lot of the coriander, orange peel, uh, chamomile was coming through Amsterdam. Popular right now. it depends on the time of year. It's probably actually the Bangkok when it's on, the Kolsch, lemongrass and, fresh lemongrass and ginger. Um, you can find a lot of curries and different uh, cuisine from Bangkok. That would be
11: my go-to. Yeah,
14: so this, this one's only you know 4.5% uh, real light, easy drinking. The, all the flavors are, this is like fairly subtle, right? Like we're trying to make a, a beer. Right, not like a lemon black grass flavored alcoholic. Yeah. Well, but where's, where, in your opinion, yeah.
9: where do you think the consumer is these days? Are we at this place of big full beers anymore? Or are we at a place of?
14: lighter, I mean, because I like, think yeah. like we go through cycles, right? Yeah. Where do yeah. you think we are in the cycle now? And,
9: and is
11: it seasonal?
14: Go ahead. Well, it's, I mean, so there are definitely seasonal cycles, uh, but, you know, I think there's also, like, bigger um, cycles in terms of, like, what, you know, a year or two ago, was, you know, everybody was talking about pastry stouts, right, these big, huge, heavy stouts with lots of sugar and vanilla and graham crackers and marshmallows and all these things in them. And now I think one of the big things is, is craft lager. Everyone's sort of like, we're getting back to these low... AB lower ABV, flavorful, well-made pilsners Andrew, and things will like that. Andrew, what you do seltzer? Uh, we have a seltzer, yeah. We've done it. I was, you know, uh, I think seltzer. It's, you know,
11: talk to me about seltzer, Andrew.
14: It's an interesting thing. It's we've. It's been fun for us to kind of play with some of the different f- flavors, right? It's easy for uh, seltzer to take these on, but um, it, it, I think it's mostly like a. It's an off-premise thing, right? It's cans, right? People aren't really coming into the into a tap room for seltzer. They're well, taking it to parties in cans. And they're...
9: Andrew, let me jump in there because do you? Th- what about the gluten-free person? Because yeah. we were talking about this. It's a big movement, you know. We've yeah. got John Irving with gluten-free things, yeah. and the no, reality would... is, is this is you a have big, big. It's
11: going gluten-free
9: right now. I'm trying something to, yeah. to just to try. And to see what, because there's so much information about it. In the world of seltzer, right, that's a crossroad that potentially, because some of the seltzers are made with malt and
14: they're not gluten-free, right? I think. Well, so um, it can't be gluten-free. So all of, I should say, everything we make is gluten-reduced. So there's an enzyme that we use that breaks down the gluten during fermentation. And so all of our beers are gluten-reduced. They're not gluten-free because there's malt involved. Our seltzer is technically not gluten-free because it's made in the same equipment that we make um okay it's beer. not dedicated right it's not so you have to have like a separate dedicated uh-huh. yeah. um thing but you're
9: washing it out and i mean for all oh yeah
14: i mean it's clean it's just i mean yeah. at that point it's mostly like government regulation where you can okay. call gluten free we're
11: going over but i want to do this okay so folks want to know we're going to cut this out as a clip intrepid sojourner beer project you have a tap room
14: we do. Yes. There it
11: is. Here's the question. It's right there on 8th and Santa Fe. Yes. It's there. People can go in there every single day and they, yes. they're enjoying. We're not closed. You're not closed at all. What are you going to do in 2020 with this transition with Next yeah. Stop, with your tra- tap room within Trump and Sojourner Beer Project, a minute, two minutes, succinct of what the plans for Next Stop is? Uh,
14: yeah. So right now we're focusing pretty heavily on distribution. We just uh, launched Amsterdam this week. Um, we just launched these cans in November, so we're going to continue pushing cans in Colorado. We're going to start pushing cans uh, outside of Colorado, um, probably in the spring, March or April, and then we're going to keep operating the tap room um, there on Eighth uh, in Santa Fe.
11: Will it be next stop?
14: It will be next stop. Yeah. So everything is officially, you know, uh, next stop. I think it, next stop at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project is the um full moniker for the tap room itself but yeah it's all next stop we actually just got the got the big sign out front changed over so
11: restaurant bar owners are you available
14: uh sure yeah we've talked about food i think food is a big big thing in brewing lots of breweries are looking at kitchens they're looking at um that kind of a thing because the competition is about experience now with the volume of breweries as opposed to good beer because almost all of us are making fantastic beer
11: how can folks get a hold of you
14: um, so if you want to get a hold of me, uh, I mean, you can email me, Andrew, at Co. or you can find us on the website. Uh, and if you're curious about where our beer is in Colorado, you can find that on the website too. There's a beer finder page that has a map of Colorado and everywhere our beer is available.
9: And fashionistas who want to get that sweatshirt, yeah, they come to the out? tap room. Yeah, he's a right man on. that loves. Right at Eighth and Santa Fe. He's yeah. a man that loves beer and food.
11: If you're a restaurant owner, if you're a chef, and you want to get involved and do a beer dinner, this is the guy to get hold of. Andrew Moore, Next Stop Brewing Company, uh, formerly known as Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. The Last question that I have for you is, uh, here we are, 2020, Next Stop Brewing Company. I know that you're going to have a lot of beers um, that you're hopefully putting into the market yep. for, mm-hmm. for buying as well. But what can we expect from you as far as distribution and where we can find you?
14: Uh, so you can find us in a lot of both on- and off-premise uh, places around Colorado we work with Colorado craft distributors and they take us all over so again if you go on our website um, next there's a page there that says beer finder and that'll show you bring up a map of Color an interactive map of Colorado and you can look wherever you are and see where our beer is
11: do it this is a yeah. guy I mean Andrew Moore probably the uh, most talented brewer that I know and you will fall in love with him just like we have so give him a shout intrepid sojourner beer project now known as next stop brewing company and I can't wait to see your next.
14: Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on the sure. show.
11: Last question.
14: Yes. There's one more. All right. Is Beercraft going to come, come back? I don't know. You know, Jeff and I, uh, Jeff especially super busy. Spice Trade is opening up their new location uh, down in the tech center, and we are... Kind of running ragged back and forth with distribution and contract brewing. So, but it's people definitely love something you,
9: people miss you. Just so but you it's know.
14: definitely something we're interested in. It's a it's a it's a blast to talk to people and learn about the industry.
9: It, most
11: interesting, and we know, uh, intrepid soldier and beer project. Now, next stop, brewing company, and hopefully. Beercraft right here on the Modern Eater Network. Thank you. All right, thank you. There he is, Andrew Moore. Man, coming up, this is a cool one. Little Rich, you've got this band right here, Elin Wetzel, Bellarmine Knife me. Company, and Felicia Amok from the Whiskey Sisters. She's up next, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg, if you want
0: to cut like a Hollywood director... Get a hold of Elon. Let me yes, let me tell you what happened. <clears throat> Thanksgiving, my daughter Melissa cooks us a 12-pound prime rib. That's a big prime rib. And, and uh, normally in my house before, I didn't have anything that would come close to it. And then I reached out to Elon, who I knew. I'm like, what yeah. what do you got? And he hooked me up. 300 bucks, but oh my God, like butter. Like butter. I mean, truly really like butter. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? in the drawer. This is going to be like in my kitchen. If I'm carrying this around, this is like my power suit or my power tie. Right. People that, you know, you know, I can't cook anything. But with this, I, they, they think I know how to cook. It makes cooking fun. This, a is is a, knife, absolutely. This, this is a great present. Whether you're a chef, whether you're a tortilla savant, whether you're a radio host, anything, reach out to Elon. Elon, how do we get a hold of you? Elementknife.com. And and uh, one more time elementsknife.com yes, I tell you for the best in the biz everyone knows this guy everyone loves him Look at this this is incredible <laughs> this is th- th- this is the real the best deal handcrafted cutlery
10: Yeah Woo-hoo!
0: Hey we're going to be right back we got words from Rome sausage coming right up
10: of Rome Sausage, your hyperlocal source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at rome sausage or by phone at 303-296-7663 the modern eater loves rome sausage and i know you will too
13: wear black and eat spices hey modern eater listeners this is zach from the spice guy colorado's favorite spice company spice is the variety of life At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver.
8: TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue. Barbecue provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's
11: authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Souls Barbecue and that's ProudSoulsBBQ.com.
9: Hi, this is Lori Mitson I'm a food Hack, AKA Food Writer. I was
15: just told that I to put my line. And you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Oh,
11: you're yes, out. you are. We're back at it. Studio Kitchen, Colorado, the Modern Eater Show. This is fun. All right, swinging through the last half hour of the show. Felicia Ammok here is with us, and I, a lot of people say, bye, Felicia. I'm saying, hi, Felicia. Hello. What's happening with you, Mama? What's
15: going on? Just Good to see you. Hanging out. We just got back from the farm. Happy uh, holidays. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy holidays to you, too.
11: The farm. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah, a lot of people may not oh, know. Oh,
15: what Whiskey Sisters is? Yes. We um, sell grain from the family farm that was founded in 1907, two distilleries or anyone else that would want raw grain. Um, and we get to taste the yumminess that comes from it from uh, drinking some gin.
11: Have you always done that with the farm?
15: No. It's no. all been totally crop based cattle. We usually we like to feed, graze cattle, right? feed. feed
11: yep.
15: Um and also, yeah, selling it to the feedlots. And this was a new way, you know, being a being in Burlington right now and even in rural areas. The diversification needs to happen. You just can't continue to sell it to the co-op, and you can't continue to sell it to the feedlots. You're just not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So just providing that diversification for the family. And my sister got this crazy idea one day, and here we are.
9: How big is a holiday dinner?
15: How big is a holiday dinner? Yeah. Um, if everyone shows up, we're looking at a really long table of, I like, go. 20 people.
9: That's not bad. Okay. No, All it's cause not Because you crazy. just got you and your sister uh, are there, oh, there's a
15: there's a third sister as well.
9: Okay, and oh then my. she
15: has two girls, and then my and then my son and my family, and then Stephanie and whoever she tries to bring along, and then we have a cousin, and then we got more cousins, and here we are.
11: And then here you it. are. I love it. Okay, so um, basically you guys pivoted and figured out a way. Here we are. We've got all mm-hmm. this land. We've got all this farming that we're doing. Uh, you have an illustrious list of people that you work with. I know, and deviation is one of them. I know deviation coming right mm-hmm. up. But do you mind? Just talk about two, three, five, ten folks and that you're doing. Well, well, you guys name always,
15: drop, name, name drop. drop. Oh, Those you days. want me to name drop yeah. besides yeah. deviation? I always feel bad that I'm cheating on my other my clients no, when I'm with cheating. them. I'm like, like oh, my God. Up,
9: you're not quite cheating. Honestly. You're <laughs> yeah.
5: helping the industry grow. <laughs> yep. So we
15: have Law's Whiskey House was our first. Um, Rocker was our second. Rocker Spirits, which you guys always have on. Um, We've got Deviation Distilling. We've got Merdium Spirits. I'm going to shout out to them because they're watching right now. And um, we start to go down. Ty Brothers Distilling, who has been here before. Uh, Bear Creek has bought from us once in a while as well. And you guys are making me have to like Storm King. Storm King, we love Storm King. When are you going to have Storm King on?
11: Back when we go through uh, the road trip. Yeah, and we. He, well, he's one. He's got before, open
9: you to bring over Chef Daniel's
15: Got to come over here. He's yeah. got
9: an open invitation. Anytime he wants to come to Denver, he some, is some, welcome
8: some, here in the it's, kitchen.
15: It's yeah, we got to uh, get Chef Daniel.
9: Seven hours
8: to get here.
15: Like, <laughs> <something>. It's not <laughs> that long. I think it's like four. But so chef, when, chef Daniel's all about showing up and Storm King at the same time coming Alicia, to the kitchen.
11: When Dustin uh, comes on, talks about bricks people's eyes glaze
9: over. Oh, it's a thing. total, like, yeah, it's yeah, taken me a while
15: to learn what can, that was. Well, you,
9: you don't build bricks. My house is built out of bricks, no, right? It it's a a, it's
15: you, all about a conversion. It's about how much yield you're going to get off of um, the cook. So sometimes if you're not using as good a quality of product, you won't get as much yield, which means you've spent all this money and you're not going to get as much booze that's going to go into your barrel. So Dustin really likes to talk about how our how our grain gives him more bricks, more sugars, which means more product in more barrels, just
11: more efficient. Why you? Why do you have that?
15: I like to think it's like the the grain it's that it's the it's, water. it's the water it's the soil it's the grand you know the great grandfather sticking so. the, sticking it <laughs> in the ground in the right spot.
9: Well, and we're finding out bricks actually means more than just sugar. Quite honestly, because I've been doing a lot of tests around nutrients, yeah, and how they correlate with higher bricks means higher nutrients, and so we're we've just scratched the surface. Quite honestly. Well, so what do you do to your land? I mean,
11: this is the motherland. Lots Mox, of love.
15: Lots of love right? on it. Yeah.
11: What, lots of love on it. But are you rotating? Well, what?
15: totally. Crop rotating totally has to happen or else you're going to just suck that soil dry. Yep. Um, I know. What's the sunflower guys' name? Zach. 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 I thought it was Zach. Zach, you know, they have to run in that. Sunflowers suck. A lot of the soil dry from all those nutrients, so I know they have to work hard on making sure they they turn around and put more more nutrients back into it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's all about crop rotation. It's all about letting the cows graze in the winter. Natural Stomping nutrients it down,
9: and not a lot of people know about that. <laughs> Lots Is of poo? There, Yeah, they're they're working the soil for you. Yeah. Right. So I think you're a rock
11: star. Thank and you. And I just think you pick and choose people you want to work with. It's like, <laughs> I do. I think you're like, okay, well, I'll work with Those them.
15: people are legit.
11: It might be cool. But how, how do you do this? So, and and now we have a new uh, person on the mm-hmm. show, Little Rich, just to the side, just a little bit. Okay, Cindy Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cindy, I would have done that. Just no by your name tag. But it's I'm, okay. I'm getting older. Please do an introduction.
15: So Deviation, contact us almost two years years ago. ago. Mm -hmm. And David is from the restaurant industry. He is an ingredient snob. We love our ingredient snobs because they're going to care. They're going to care where it comes from. He's our perfect client.
5: David is our co-owner. He's also our head distiller. Like Felicia said, comes from the the food and beverage world. So um, is very, very particular about what he puts into his spirits and settled on Felicia and Stephanie. And we've had a relationship yeah. for two years, so we couldn't be happier. All
11: right, let's dig in. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and sure. talk all deviation. Perfect. Right here. Uh, you're going to stick around. You're we not going to. Yeah. Okay. We got another microphone for sure. Hey, David. <laughs> we can do that during the break. And we're, but it. we're going to go okay. right over to right.
10: Little Rich and Christopher Moore <laughs> in, in the, the Little, Little Rich Corner.
11: corner. <laughs> all right, Little Rich, take it away. We'll be right back with these gals right here on the Modern Eater Show.
10: Thank you, Greg.
0: Greg, thank you. Thank you. Look who we got over here. Our last segment, but we saved the best for last. Oh, come on. Chris is like our dessert over here. Awesome Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. So we were talking before we came over here, before we, with the camera we're on, was on, about the holidays and work-life balance. Work what life are you balance.
7: doing? I'm actually getting out of the country. I'm going to go uh, go visit family and friends in uh, in Guatemala and, and uh, go climb a volcano and maybe visit a coffee and, and chocolate plantation, go spend some time on a black sand volcanic beach and, and just to relax because that's needed.
0: Wow. You know, I'm, I'm lucky if I go to Arvada and oh, this it's going all over the world. No, not all over the
7: world. Just, really? you know, it's, it's just a fun thing to do, you know, and every, everyone needs that. Chefs need that. Everyone needs that. Everyone needs that, everyone needs that. Everyone needs that break to get away. Um, it's a great opportunity to, to just connect. It's, it's fun to to get out and, and just enjoy life because life's too short to not enjoy it.
0: And life's really short for me. But I'll tell you, one of the no, things no, no. you got to oh, do, on. <laughs> one of the things, though, you know, it's one thing to get away. And I had this conversation with someone. We have to give ourselves permission to just unplug and let it go. Absolutely. I, do, I agree 100%. The best of the best right here.
9: Cheers. We've got a few
0: words coming up from our sponsors at Growers Organic Colorado Mills. We'll be back.
9: Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com.
0: Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalita's Tortillas.
9: Roccalita, 30 seconds to live
0: For local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills.
8: All right, back to the show in just a second. But before we do that, we have to talk A-plus beverage solutions. Those are our guys putting in tap lines all over town, Greg.
11: Which you do all the time, right? I mean, you are somebody who's pouring tap lines. And there's nothing worse than pouring inefficient beer. That's a terrible problem. A lot of times there's foam coming into pitchers, and then they're pouring it. The temperature changes. It's just tacky. But Jeff Rourke, he's making everybody's dreams come true. Jeff Rourke and Ed Plus Beverage Solutions, family-owned and operated for 20 years. Specialty, Specialty tap installations, beer, wine, we're getting... And ready for the next segment here. Uh, what do you do, Jay? If you're pouring in a fish and beer, what are you guys doing? You're, you're pouring, pouring your, your money down, down, the down the drain. We implore you, don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff at A Plus Beverage Solutions. It's in the name. He will find a solution for you. All you have to do, Brian, get a pen. Okay, give me one second, but throw his number out, and I'm getting a pen. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Please call. Take care of it. Get a solution. It's Jeff Roark and A-Plus Beverage Solutions.
9: It's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment
14: explosive. All we need is a a chair and
11: a a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. If we could have that all the time, a little dancing before booze in the news, all the booze news you can use on the Modern Eater Show. That's right. A little bit of bluegrass never hurt anybody. I'll tell you that right now.
5: Absolutely not.
11: All right. As we continue on the Modern Eater Show, it is booze in the news, so why not? And uh, it's a deviation. This whoop, 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 whoop. company right here. Whoop, whoop. Okay, guys. as like, He says Felicia Amok, <laughs> you're here with us. This is you're supplying mm-hmm. to these guys, yep, right? Yeah, we're
15: supplying yeah. a millet for um, the Deviation Mountain Herb Gin. It's a it's a as, I'll talk for for a second, David, but um, it's a bourbon forward gin, so it's all the mash bill of bourbon, and then he is awesome, and does every botanical separately. So, he David and it.
11: Cindy, David, I hear you're picky. You're like a culinary guy. You're like, I we, need to have these things we,
5: perfect. We clued them in, Dave. That that
11: might be true. Might be true. Which is fine. Yeah. And we love, actually. So, here we are. Could you please give us the 30-second elevator speech of who we are?
6: We are Deviation Distilling, um, and we make whiskey, we make gin, and we make them in pairs. Um, so, we, uh, we make this gin alongside our four grain bourbon. This is our four grain gin. We make this alongside our single malt uh, whiskey. This is our single malt gin, and we do a rye whiskey, and this is the rye gin. All of those grains have different flavors, so uh, we choose different botanicals to complement those flavors. First of all,
2: cheers.
8: Beautiful yeah, bottles, I mean. And she, wait, and she said millet, though.
9: Millet. Millet. Yes. Which one is that in?
5: That's the fourth grain in our four grain bourbon.
9: Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, Colorado, little fact for you Colorado grows more millet than any state in the entire country. But here's the deal. That's
6: why we chose it. And it's (laughs) drought resistant.
9: Yep. Yep.
11: I had uh, someone go give me some tater tots, and they brought back millet tots, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> <It> was, get <laughs> out of here! It. Was
9: it because it was in it your head, gross, or did you taste man?
11: it? I mean, I didn't like it at all. But this is a whole different thing. The millet's <laughs> going to be <laughs> serve as a whole different thing for this. But you're mixing drinks for us here tonight, right? Are. Now, it's- I love it, talking business right david you want to do this yeah let's do this okay so a lot of times when it comes to distilleries they have a lot of what i call like uh let's uh produce and let's see so we're sitting as long as we can until our brown spirits Mm -hmm. are ready right Mm -hmm. so we're gonna sell gin this gin is like stop right now just do gin like you have a great gin
6: you know the 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 thoughts crossed our minds actually to become a gin company, yeah. um, but at the very least, we weren't going to be a company that um, that wanted to make whiskey and that did something else as a second, um, you know, a second thought and didn't put much focus into so it. So no vodka, no vodka, no uh, rum, no rum. This is our crown spirits.
11: spirits are coming.
6: Brown spirits you're sitting are, on them. Yes. How long
11: have you, they've been in the barrel?
6: Well, just, uh,
11: we have a,
5: just about two years. Yeah, We have a second two birthday years? coming up. Just about. Oh yep. my
11: God. You guys are way ahead of the game. We're getting close. So who has all the money in the world that they don't mind hemorrhaging right now?
5: None of us. No. None. Of, I know. And I'm that's not sure how talking. that's happening. That's
11: right. But yeah. you're sitting on liquid gold with those brown spirits. So how two. many barrels do you have in gestation? Right.
5: We now? have three barrels that will be two this month. So those three are the barrels. three that we're kind of hovering on. But we have how uh, many total? About 60
6: barrels, um, which are scheduled to be coming mature every three months mm-hmm. is how we have it structured uh, for the early stages of our growth. And then as we, as we grow, we'll lay down more barrels. Um, so
11: you're a- nervous as hell. You're turning different colors right now. This is... <laughs> And I like this because, it, really, a lot of folks that come on here and talk about their brand with us, it means so, it means the world. And they're talking to the folks right now in the business, uh, restaurants, distilleries, um, liquor stores. What do you say to folks to where – are you in distribution right now? Are you trying to get this on the market? Yeah, what do you say to that, Cindy?
5: We launched these three gins in February, February 1st. We were self-distributing for about three months. Um, and just found that people were asking for us. It was too hard for our one brand ambassador to load up his car and, and pedal our gin every day. So we, um, launched in June.
9: Well, where can I find you?
5: You can find us in about 150, 160 Shut liquor the front stores. Door.
9: Are you kidding me? In Colorado? You're, you're like a a gorgeous. Bottle. Yeah. Look yeah. at the bottle. This is gorgeous. I know. Yeah, this I is know.
15: Instagram-worthy. I, mean, I was going to yeah. say yes. the block the
11: was on like, that. Yeah. With that and, and I'm saying the block, they're, they're going to make a run for your money right here. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah. We're in about 160 liquor stores, some bars and restaurants around town, um, in the mountains, down south, up north.
11: Whose job is that?
5: We're all over. To distribute, yeah, uh, we partner with RNDC here in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, that's big. Uh, we have our own brand ambassador, Cameron, and he's around town as well. So you'll see him doing tastings and and hand sales around town. But I love this. Yeah,
11: I really do. What's the dream? What's the end goal?
5: The end goal is to make the best whiskey. In Colorado. And Is
9: it whiskey, though? Or you, you're doing? I thought why? Gym, yeah. well, what, you're, why mess with well, this? you don't know what's coming, You're, you're this starting stuff. to judge yeah. before it shows up. I, oh, right. right. I just Felicia. say you're we doing something so good. Up. Well,
5: we've already made the best gin in Colorado, so what's next?
9: <laughs> right? we got to think
5: I like bigger. It. I like
4: where you're going with we that. we got to think like bigger. So. Yeah.
11: Felicia, there's a lot of times, and you've done such a great job of promoting folks that you do business with. Talk about these guys for a minute. What's going to stand out with these guys?
15: What I really appreciate once once again, I go back to the ingredient nerd. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that each each herb is done individually. Um, they are distilled. It, it, describe it a little bit better than I can, David. But you just you distill each herb to the temperature that it comes out and has the best flavor. And Wait, it,
9: describe it. Why you shake that drink, please? Okay. Can you can you don't don't be shy. Yeah, describe know. and talk. All right.
6: So uh, as Felicia said, we do distill every single botanical individually, which allows us to focus on that, that botanical and use the methods that uh, best showcase the flavors of that botanical. So we may distill juniper at a different temperature or faster or slower than we would our rosemary or our sage component, com- component for the uh, mountain herb gin. Um, and we do that... Twenty times. There are seven botanicals in the citrus rose gin, six in the mountain herb, and seven in the spice trade. So, I like it's it. certainly
9: a labor of love. Um, but David, it, who made gin cool again? We did
15: deviation.
5: <laughs> I was going to say you got that. You say. walked into that.
9: Well, and you're using local products. That's the cool thing yeah. about it. It's yeah, these guys are hyper local. local. Yeah. So, yeah.
6: 100% um, Colorado grain for the three gins and their sister spirits, the three whiskeys. Um, in, in addition, the Mountain Herb gin is definitely a, uh, an ode to Colorado. We, uh, we get up with our dogs into the foothills and forage local juniper, local mountain sage, and a ton of local spruce tips for that gin. So, but just
15: imagine him with his two-year-old on his back. Right. Mm-hmm. And probably, you know, 18 months over the summer, yeah. the kids sitting there just like chilling out, hopefully napping, not bothering him. And yeah. he's, he just picking away.
11: Hey, get that clip. <laughs> that was good. We're, that's going to be about a 10 second meme. Oh no. Hey, yeah. Imagine him. <laughs> right. With this kid on his back.
5: Yeah. Pulling and, and off Right
9: around true? the holidays. Is that true? Is that <laughs> what you're doing?
11: I
5: probably have a photo of that actually. Yeah. We could, uh, we could pass that along to your show. That's yeah.
8: homegrown.
11: Yeah. Man.
5: That's that totally good homegrown. That
11: is stuff. I love that. And I love, it, 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 you know, it, Felicia, when you come with a, to the Modern Eater show and you're like, okay, take a look at this, a lot of times it's, uh, I really feel bad for folks that are getting into this space. It's so tough. Well, if the you're competitive. Gen, watch out. When I see yeah. Sean Smiley and Mike Myers and yeah. all these, the dust—they're all just going at it. And I see these new folks. I'm like, oh man, do they have a chance? And then I taste the spirit. You
15: taste this, and you're going to be like, yep, they have yeah. a chance. Well, yeah. he,
9: have you mm-hmm. tasted the cucumber? Because so that this, was just well, off the, the charts. What's Cuc- this?
5: So cucumber basil is one of our best sellers in our cocktail lounge. Features mountain herb for, with Felicia. This one also features our mountain herb. It's a cranberry. Uh, Martini-type drink, we have a fun name for it in our cocktail lounge. It's called the Twig and Berries because it has some rosemary in it. So <laughs> we have a sense of humor, too. We like to have fun I with like some that. of our cocktails. Here's so the real
11: stuff. Where can people find you? You have a tasting room.
5: We have a cocktail lounge and a tasting room. It's also a production facility. It's at First and Santa Fe in the yard.
11: Right down the block. We're neighbors.
5: Right down the block. Yep. And various local liquor stores around Denver. You can always check out our website. It's updated where you can find us. I
11: can't wait to follow your progress. Thank you. Thank,
5: thank you so much. I'm
11: telling you, these guys have what it takes and we're gonna follow their prog- progress and we appreciate them to come on the show here. Thank tonight. you, thank you. Felicia, thank you for
5: nice. having us. Nice to you guys. Uh, thank you we so love. much. You always. know that,
11: of course. The Whiskey sisters doing so much for Colorado <laughs> <laughs> communities and families. Let's just say hello to
8: Stephanie wherever she
15: is. Oh, she's oh. in oh. Dallas Texas. having cocktails, of yeah. uh, song cocktails.
5: Stephanie. Stephanie.
11: All right, let's wrap it up. Little Rich Snyder, you're the best spirit guide at the least, <laughs> Becca <laughs> Barry, thank you for coming on. She's a new sponsor of the Modern Eater Show. All right, we'll continue. Thank you so much, everybody involved. We will continue next week, Brian. And uh, guess who's here? Kevin Morris. Nice P.J. Tacos. That'll be next week. Oh, my God, week.
15: I might just have to come to that. You Baird,
11: the week after that. Continue right here. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. <laughs>